You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today's episode is called Important First Year Goals for Your Coaching Business. Today I'd like to talk to you about some important first year goals for your coaching business so that you can focus your time, energy and attention in the right places to create success, win clients and to make money in your business. I got thinking about this topic because a coach just booked a mini coaching session with me and really wanted to know what are some of the goals that I should be focusing on in my first year. And so I get it, right? There are so many things that you can focus on in your business. And where do you even start? You can feel overwhelmed trying to figure that out. And that's why I decided to make this episode. A lot of people don't even set goals for their businesses and they find it confusing and they try and work it all out without any sort of an action plan. So as you can tell by what I've just said, you're kind of needing to do what you do with your clients to get a bit of a vision to create some clear outcome goals that you'd like to realise and to develop the weekly action steps you need to get there. This process is critical to building a roadmap to success. And today I want to talk to you about some important business goals in three main areas that would be essential for all new coaching businesses. Now, these may not be the only goals that you set. In fact, I'd recommend there are probably a couple of others, maybe up to five, so that you cover all of the important areas of your business. But these are a good start for most businesses. The first area I want to talk about with goal setting is delivering programs and developing proficiency. The reason these are important is because if you want to run a successful business, you need to have something valuable to sell, that's your program, and you need to be proficient or very good at delivering that program to your audience. And if you think about it, if you're a new coach, and quite understandably, a lot of people find it really uncomfortable to think about selling a program that they've never run before, and they're often questioning questioning their own ability to coach. It's like, what if I'm no good? What if I can't do this properly? What if I'm not a great coach? All of these what ifs come up and this can be a showstopper that prevents you from taking any action in your business. If you don't feel confident in what you do and you're not really clear on your program and its benefits, it's pretty hard to explain it to people. That's going to put a kibosh on your marketing And if you don't feel like you've mastered the basics, you will have a bit of a limiting belief or a block about actually promoting yourself to your audience. So to get rid of all those fears and those what-if voices in your head, I recommend that you set some goals in the first year of your business to increase your proficiency and to finish and pilot a program. So a couple of sample outcome goals for proficiency and developing a really robust program that gets results could be something like this. Maybe you say, three months from now, I want to have finished my draft coaching program outline and all of the associated documents. So as a starting point, this is a really useful goal because it's simple and it's very clear. The two things you want are to finish a draft program outline and the associated documents that you'd need. Having a process, I find for most people, gives a sense of confidence that you know what to do as you're working towards something over a period of weeks. And especially with coaching, a lot of people aren't quite sure how to run a series of sessions, which is what a program is. 
and they're a little bit nervous about it. So mapping out roughly what your program could look like for six or eight or 10 weeks or whatever it is, and then actually testing it with people is going to give your brain, your reticular activating system, that sense of confidence and proof and a, and a thing to focus on. So you're going to screen out the distractions and use your RAS just to focus on the things that are going to get you towards your outcomes that you want in your business. So this is one of the tasks we do actually in the Passion to Profit program is to say, what does my program outline look like? And then to go and test it. It gives you a huge confidence boost. So once you have your program developed as a draft outline, the next thing would be to actually run a few people through it, either as a one-to-one or as a group. And that's called piloting your program. Think of it this way. How are you going to feel if you're developing a test version of your program to a few key clients? It's going to feel a lot easier, right? It lowers the expectations of everybody, you and the audience. You know, you both know that it's not going to be perfect. It gives you a chance to test the logistics of running each session each week and how you need to set up and prepare and deliver those things you start to become more familiar with the coaching model that you've learned and handling what comes up in between sessions. And most importantly, it gives you the chance to develop your program proper in collaboration with your audience so that it suits them and helps them in exactly the right way. After all, remember that the client is the expert in their own lives. You have a process that you need to refine to work with them effectively, and that process, if followed properly, will get the outcomes that they want. So you don't have to have their answers, you just have to have the process that facilitates them finding those answers and then making those changes. So a business goal around this could be something like this. I will pilot my draft coaching program with six people over the next four months, and you would have an end date on that. And I'll use their feedback to add resources or to tweak my program so it suits them perfectly. Once again, it's a slightly longer goal, but you can see it's very specific and it gives you instructions on what to do and when and how to do it because it's so specific. You could run a pilot with six individuals or two small groups of three or one group of six or a combination of those things. The point is that you're testing your program with real people and a certain number of people to see what sorts of feedback they get and what sorts of results they get. You need to have a time frame on it and you need to be able to explain to the group that you're working with that it is a test and that you're going to use their feedback to improve what you do and how you do it. Most people are really happy to help, especially if it's free or low cost. And you're going to get so much valuable intel out of that. All of the feedback that you get, your customers' results are going to position you for really effective marketing. So pausing here for a moment, you can see that those two outcome goals are essential for both proficiency in your craft and for confidence in your ability to coach. It's pretty hard to go out and run coaching programs if you've never done it before and if you don't have that sense of confidence in your own ability. So get really clear that this type of goal is going to help you to eliminate the barriers to both of those things. From there, you would then set some weekly goals around that, but you get the idea of what the outcomes might need to be, and that's going to point you in the direction to start mapping out the actions to get there. So that was proficiency in programs. 
Another important area is marketing. And there are two things to think about when it comes to setting marketing goals. The first thing is that successful marketing relies on you building a friendly, non-pressured relationship with a captive audience that you would eventually be able to make offers to and give value to. So the first thing is building a relationship with the right people first to build trust. The second thing is getting to know that audience intimately. And if you do that and you can really get a sense of what's important to them and what they need and want, that understanding is going to help you to both develop relevant and valuable content for them in your marketing and programs, but also to help you get your marketing words right so that you can attract them with the right offer. You can't do those things without a really good understanding of your audience. And it is a lifelong thing. As you work through your business, you're going to be continually seeking feedback to find out what people want and whether that's changed over time. It's also important to think about the fact that it's a long lead time to build any sort of relationship, including a professional one. It might take you four to six months to build an audience and you do that just to get the engagement happening before you make any sorts of paid offers. You could definitely offer freebies in that time, but not something paid. You want to build trust and relationship first. So be clear that this is a twofold goal. It's taking time to connect with and build an audience and then getting to know them intimately before you make serious offers. So a couple of relevant goals could be firstly, within six months, I will have built an audience of say 500 people or whatever your number is in my niche and using one channel that I like using. So keeping the audience to a size that seems realistic, but a little bit of a stretch for you is important. It doesn't want to feel too hard because then you won't even want to start. And treat it as a minimum that if you reach that, that's great. But if you are consistent and focusing on that one thing, you might develop some really great relationships and achieve that number. Also, picking one channel is important too. If you want to be good at something, you need to focus your energy on that. You probably need to do some learning first and schedule time to learn how to use that platform or maybe do a training course. And you're going to need to show up in that one place consistency, consistently. So that one place could be a Facebook group. It could be a LinkedIn group. It could be a YouTube channel. It could be a live meetup group. It could be an Instagram profile that you maintain, or it could be an email list. You want something to collect people who are in your audience and get them coming back to you regularly for a more personal engagement. And if you're going to invest in something solidly like that for three to six months to master it, make sure it's a platform you enjoy. If you hate being on a particular social media platform, that's not the place for you to build an audience because you're always going to resist going there. It just makes total sense to pick something that you like. I really love podcasting and speaking. So for me, having a podcast and having a YouTube channel, if I want a secondary platform, makes a lot of sense. I don't want to run groups. It's not my thing. And I don't even like email lists that much. So you can get a lot of user engagement and you can have personalized conversations in the platform of your choosing. For me, it's all about being on podcasts and then having phone calls. That's a really simple way for me to run my business and it's always worked. Think of it like this. If you choose one channel 
then it will be easier for you to show up consistently and engage, less overwhelming than trying to be everywhere at once and not knowing how to do any of it. You'll master it and become good at it, which builds confidence and courage. You only get confidence and courage after you've achieved something. Just let me say that, not before. The other thing is think of it like music. You wouldn't go out and try and learn five musical instruments at once, would you? You wouldn't sign up for guitar lessons, violin lessons, drum lessons, flute lessons. There would never be enough time in the week for you to really become good at any of them. Exactly the same thing goes with choosing a marketing channel. And a couple of episodes in this podcast ago, Sarah Rusbatch came on and talked about how she built an audience over four to five months before launching her free challenge in a Facebook group. She picked a channel and she just stuck with it. I'm going to make a link to this episode in the show notes so that you can hear her talking about that. It's about two thirds of the way into the episode. So if you had an outcome like this, if you were going to build an audience of a certain number of people on a channel that you like in the next six months, um, you would then come up with some relevant weekly goals or actions so that you'd reach that outcome in six months. Fair enough. So to go into a little more depth this time, it could be something like next week I'll book an online training course to use a platform that I think I might like to use. That could be the first thing to see what's involved in that platform and do you like it or not. You could also set a goal around creating a schedule of specific times and days or dates to engage on that platform uh, with clients in your audience and to start building the audience. So that's a schedule of when you show up and putting that in as a not negotiable thing in your calendar could be another task that you do as a weekly thing, creating that schedule. You also might decide that you need to spend three or four hours every week developing content ideas or a copy to put onto that platform. That's an ongoing process. So you probably want to have some sort of a weekly action that you do as an ongoing concern for that purpose. All of these things depend on the platform you choose, of course. Showing up daily in a Facebook group is very different than having an occasional meetup group in a live sense. Very different type of content and very different type of connection. So the weekly goals you'd have would be quite different. The second outcome goal that you might want to have could be something like, three months from now, I will have a clear or a clearer statement of what my high chemistry clients, vision, goals, obstacles, fears, frustrations, and deepest whys are. So this outcome goal is designed to get you thinking about how to know your high chemistry client more intimately and to understand their needs and wants. This is going to help you with your marketing copy and the way to attract them with relevant content. So you could create from there some weekly action points such as I'll run an opinion poll every Friday in my Facebook group for three months. You could do that as an ongoing concern or fortnightly or something like that to understand what your audience needs or want. You could also make a goal to offer five vision sessions each month to your audience to learn more about their needs. You could also maybe have something about um, scheduling a couple of sessions each month for 30 minutes. You block out time and see what your successful competitors are offering and learn what's engaging their audiences if they're similar to yours. And maybe you go into other social media groups that are already established with your niche audience and see what people are posting about in there. All of these things are going to help you to understand your audience more intimately. 
So having some regular goals around those tasks is pretty important for your business. It'll help you build an audience more quickly because you'll understand their needs more um, sooner and then at a greater depth. So you'll have more relevant content for them. So that was the second area where it's useful to set some business outcome goals and some action steps to get there. A third area is systems. Why systems? Well, because a business can run professionally, efficient and scale properly only with a foundation of good systems. If you're doing everything the hard way, the long way or manually, it's going to be really difficult to do that repeatedly and accurately every time and it's going to be very difficult to scale. So having a few important systems in place, bedded down and working efficiently, is really essential and it's a great first year business goal. The main systems that I suggest focusing on are those related to booking in and payment because these are the most important for making the process of client onboarding easy, painless and glitch-free for you and for your clients. An outcome goal in that area could be something like, two months from now, I will have learned about, set up and integrated Acuity Scheduling with a PayPal business account. Let's say you've decided to use Acuity Scheduling for your bookings and PayPal to collect money. So if they are your chosen platforms, and obviously you need to do some learning. And like the previous goals I've discussed today, this one is also super specific. It's clear what has to be achieved and it covers the main elements of work that you need to do. And notice I included in this goal the words learn about. I will have learned about how to use acuity scheduling and maybe PayPal as well. And that's because a lot of people know they need to do specific things, but they don't know how to do them and they come become a bit catatonic when it comes to taking action. So please pay homage to your love of learning, which I know you have if you're building a business and you're a coach, that's probably one of your top five strengths. Pay homage to that and rather than just diving in and flailing about, set up time to actually learn how to use these systems or your chosen systems. People often say to me, which booking system should I use or which payment platform should I use? My answer is the one that you like the best. You can only know what you like by doing the free trials, dedicating some time to test and see which ones work best for you. Maybe you're going to like another system better. I like Acuity and I like PayPal or Stripe, but you might be different. So you need to experiment, make some decisions and then put them in place. Just like your clients when they're experimenting with habits, exactly the same thing. So once you have that clear outcome goal, and it might be like the one I described, you can create the weekly action steps to get there so that the outcome can be realised. And your specific action steps might be, on Friday this week between 10 and 12, I will log on to PayPal's website and set up a business account or learn how to do that. Once you get started, there will be some more steps in doing that. They'll send you test transactions and all sorts of things. So you'll need to then set new goals for the coming week after you've done that first step. But that's a starting point, right? The second thing you might do is uh, Wednesday next week at 2 o'clock, I'll log on to the Acuity Scheduling website and sign up for a demo. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to do that. I'm, I'm an affiliate of Acuity Scheduling because I really love what they do. I think they have such a great system that integrates with financial platforms and Zoom meetings and everything else. So getting this sorted is really important because it paves the way for seamless business administration and automation. 
And that means you're going to be better positioned to grow your business, to handle more clients and to scale without a huge administrative burden. Further, you might like to set up an outcome goal around setting up your email system or learning about email autoresponders and automation if you want to use those things with your clients in your pilot program. My friend and colleague Natasha Berta from Connected Marketing is awesome at this stuff. She has some amazing YouTube videos that are really great for learning about how to use MailChimp. So I highly recommend you check them out and I'll put a link in the notes for this session so that you can access her videos. They're fantastic. So just to summarize what I've talked about today, I've chatted about some of the most important goals that a first year coaching business might need to have. And they are in the areas of setting up a program and testing it, developing proficiency in your coaching skills, marketing and getting started with that and setting up your systems. You can see that I came up with a few really realistic outcome goals that are relevant for a first year business and then I broke it down into some of the first actions that would need to be taken to get started. As you go, you may have more or less tech knowledge than someone else. You may have a better understanding of how things work than someone else or not. And that's going to depend on what your goals are going to be. I can't give you a personalised roadmap to set these things up because you're a unique person with skills and traits that, that you come with and, and interests. If you don't want to set up these things, you could probably hire someone to do it for you and show you how to use it. That could be another option if you are more of an interactive learner. Work with your strengths and figure it out for yourself. And if you're uncertain, ask for help. I'm going to include a link to book a 15-minute good fit call with me. And if you want to get clarity on what your business goals could be for the first coaching year, first year in your coaching business, uh, hit me up, um, book a chat, and we'll talk about what your success could look like for 2021 and how you're going to get there. Okay, that's it from me. Thanks for being here with me. Thanks for listening or watching, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Okay, bye for now.